folks. Welcome back to the Cantina Chatter Podcast. This is the fourth entry into the Hasbro Modern Toyline retrospective, focusing specifically on the 30th anniversary collection. Up until this point, we have done Power of the Force, Episode 2, or sorry, Episode 1, <laughs> Power of the Jedi, Saga, uh, Clone Wars Micro Series, uh, Original Trilogy Collection, uh, we have done Revenge of the Sith, the Saga Collection, and uh, here we are at the 30th Anniversary Collection, finally finishing it off uh, in this last um, entry focusing specifically on that line. And um, it's it's been a long time coming, Dan Curto, but we're finally we're finally almost there. Yes, uh, year, years in the making, really. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's been a long time coming. And this series, I think we kicked it off back in 20, gosh, I want to say 2018 when I first started doing this retrospective on the modern Star Wars toy line. So it's been a slow uh, drip for sure, but there's just so many toys that have been released over the uh, the decades. Absolutely, and you know that that just goes to show you how how uh, popular the Star Wars brand has been and the longevity that it's had. I mean, obviously we're in the 40 plus years already, but. Uh, this particular toy line, I mean, it was it was Hasbro really pulled out all the stops because it's, you know, they, they introduced so many new concepts and so many fun things. And I don't think like you'd see this kind of stuff nowadays. No, definitely not. And uh, in our previous episodes for the 30th anniversary collection, we talked about basic figures. We talked about the vintage 30th anniversary collection. We talked about comic packs um and ultimate galactic hunt but uh and vehicles but now we need to get through um order 66 uh battle packs multi-packs and um uh, one odd and end that's in here so i think we should start off with that so there's one miscellaneous item on here um and this was a pretty unique release um it, it was the action figure base pack and these are the same bases that the Saga collection figures had, um, but this time Hasbro released like a pack of them for $9.99, and it came with labels so that you could put or different character names on the different bases. The bases themselves, of course, had the different Star Wars films um, printed on them. So this was a really unique release, wasn't it? Yeah, um, all six films plus the expanded universe. Uh, all, so you're representing pretty much, I mean, at the time, this was uh, the entirety of Star Wars. Um, obviously, we've come a long way since then, and a lot more films and TV shows and stuff. But uh, yeah, for for ten bucks, you get a, a bunch of uh, uh, 40, 40 uh, base packs or stands rather. Yeah. Um, single pegged. I think later on they had some double pegs, uh, if I remember correctly. But uh, this was great. I mean, in the second wave, if I get this right, the second year of. Um, the 30th anniversary collection they swapped out the coins for these bases for these stands mm. oh, so now here's a way to get more to d display your figures so they don't fall over and create some uh, chaos yeah and that can be a problem sometimes yes. um it's been there right <laughs> oh yeah the domino effect for sure um all right so let's talk about order 66 so this was a really cool segment um, at the time, Hasbro through Target was doing these cylindrical um, packaging two packs, uh, and they were called the Order 66 sets because they contained like a main character such as a Jedi or a Sith, uh, and then a clone trooper uh, to accompany them. 
So let me just name the ones that were released. There were two waves. In the first wave, it was Emperor Palpatine and uh, Commander Dyer. Mm -hmm. um, we had Mace Windu with Galactic Marine. There was Darth Vader with Commander Bo. Uh, there was Obi-Wan Kenobi with uh, ATRT Driver. Uh, Anakin Skywalker with Airborne Trooper. And um, Master Yoda with Kashyyyk Trooper. Now, I do got to mention that the paint coloration of the accompanying clones matched the uh, the Jedi or Sith figure that was that were in here. Uh, for example, Palpatine came with uh, Commander Thyre is is the Shock Trooper, the red and the white. Uh, Mace Windu has the purple colored trooper. Um, Vader and the Anakin figures have five hundred first colored troopers. Um, there is a um, Yuta Pau coloration on Obi-Wan's trooper, and then Yoda's has a very, really unique um, camouflage paint scheme uh, on his trooper. Yes, and, and what was fun about this, too, is a lot of these were um, kind of just off-screen, if you will, iterations of the clones, but some of them were based on their appearances in the comic books, too, which was kind of cool. So really, Hasbro was bringing in... Um, you know all different sources for for this particular line the yeah. figures themselves i mean there was very few in this particular wave uh brand new sculpts so it was mm. a lot of it was redeco um some soft goods added and i <laughs> mace window then they really took that uh purple motif <laughs> really far he had storm <laughs> he had shock troopers not stormtroopers he had shock troopers galactic marines a spaceship a droid <laughs> he, he really uh, he really went all out. Yeah, just because he had that purple saber, everything had to be purple with Mace. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and all of these figures, like the main Jedi characters were, were essentially repacks. I think Mace Windu, um, this figure is a little unique because of the soft goods cloak it comes with. It doesn't have a hood. Um, but the others are, are basically, um, you know, just refreshes. Sometimes they have new cloaks um, that... Uh, you know didn't they didn't have before uh and then the troopers they're also reuse but they're they're painted in new ways to to give you new figures and to help build out the armies that you have so that was a really cool thing they did mm -hmm. so for wave two there is um you know another smattering of figures so we have obi-wan kenobi and arc trooper commander in the red colored armor uh phase one um anakin comes with a phase one arc trooper um with uh, the blue colorations um we have uh, Sui Choi and Bark Trooper. I hope I said that correctly. Um, we have uh, Emperor Palpatine, and he comes with Commander Vil, this time in a 501st uh, coloration. Uh, Luminara Unduli with ATRT Driver, uh, which has a camouflage coloration. Um, and Master Sev and Arc Trooper, which is a yellow colored Arc Trooper right. Phase 1. Now, now, these three of the figures were basically the Arc Trooper, just in different colors. Yeah. Um, with a couple new parts i think the the legs on two of the art troopers were different and they're sort of based on the comics but uh sort of again more off screen if you will and what i really loved is is they did some new sculpts in this particular one with uh sui Choi and the bark trooper mm -hmm. which later on came out in uh saga legends in Gosh, I want to say the Legacy Collection. Yeah. So they brought him back. He was pretty. He was pretty popular. That Sui Choi is a really, really cool one. Definitely. You know, just a really radically different figure than anything we'd gotten in the line. So it was really cool. He was introduced in this Order sixty six pack, and was he ever re released? I don't think so. Right. 
No, no. This character appeared in the comic books uh, from Dark Horse back when they were publishing the Star Wars books. Okay. And he uh, was typically, when they first did it, it was great because they he's a, based on, um, I don't remember the alien's name, but he was a pod racer. Rats. That's it. So he... Yep, so he they had uh, an alien from his species, which is really tiny, like Yoda's tiny, and then they partnered him up a lot of times with another alien that was like the really tall one from the Watto's box set, the one that was sitting down. He was so big, he just he couldn't even stand up. Yeah. So they had a Jedi of that alien race, and they typically partnered together, which I thought was funny. Right. Um, the Anakin in Wave 2 is also kind of interesting, because it's a reuse of the um, the Anakin from the micro-series. Um, right you know, a figure, but this time he has a soft goods, um, shirt and vest. Uh, and I actually had a couple of these because I wanted extra clones. Mm. And one, one of the Anakin's, I took all the, the shirt and all that off and I could never get it back on again. So oh, no. <laughs> if you buy this set, you know, keep that in mind. Yeah. And the packaging was cool on these too, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, the tube was an interesting concept that uh, allowed you to kind of view it from different angles and stuff like that. And plus they had cool artwork on it too, which, I mean, a lot of, we were talking on in a previous show, the artwork on the 30th anniversary collection, all the card backs, all the packaging was, was really just phenomenal. I, I thought they did a fantastic job on this particular line. Mm -hmm. For sure. All right. Let's talk about battle packs. Cause there's quite a few. Uh, and I guess what I'll do is, you know, a lot of these um, are re-releases uh, in terms of these battle packs themselves are, are entirely re-released, reissues, uh, and some of them are new. So I'll go ahead and list them. Uh, the mainline release battle packs, you have Battle Geonosis, Battle on Maikido, Betrayal at Bespin, Capture of the Tanavi 4, Clone Attack on Coruscant, Droid Factory Capture, Jedi Training on Dagobah, Jedi vs. Darth Sidious, Jedi vs. Sith, and the hunt for Grievous. So, uh, you know, the, some of most of these are, uh, are 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 reissues, right? So these had been released in previous years. Yeah. So so again, um, Hasbro pulling out all the stops. Some new collectors maybe getting into it back back then, and they wanted to uh, maybe pick up some figures they hadn't gotten before. Um, this is a great way of uh, releasing them. I personally love the battle pack concept how they had uh, what was five figures initially and then it went down to four and then down to three over time but they had them all come out based on that particular scene and they would sometimes build like little little like displays out of cardboard in the packaging to sort of really make it look like you're recreating the scene from either the film or the tv show or whatever it was which was pretty fun i mean i, I don't know yeah, definitely, definitely pretty neat. And and like you said, I mean, you know, it's nice that newer collectors had access to these because that seems like it was a real purpose behind these was to get, you know, offer like a like a smattering of um, main 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 uh, cast characters, um, you know, in in these in these packs. Um, Battle of Magito was kind of a cool one, huh? Because it had some pretty unique uh, stuff in it. Yes, uh, a lot of. Uh, these either repacks of figures you didn't have or repaints just to make them new enough. Uh, and in this particular one, for sure, the, the Oct Octoptara droid, I think that what they called it. Yeah, uh, or Tri-Droid something. <laughs> oh, that's right. No, the Octoptara droid was the big vehicle one. Mm, mm -hmm. um, 
but uh, that's another story for another show. <laughs> and the uh, Super Battle Droid had a unique deco to it as well. Uh, I, I, it was it was kind of cool. Oh, and Commander Bakara was the first time that they had done a figure of him that didn't have the action feature in it. Right. That's true, because the Revenge of the Sith one had the, the squeeze the legs, quick draw thing. Yeah, yeah. So this was more of a fully posable version of, the, of that particular clone. Right. And even, like, the other figure... I mean, this is a really... This is a set worth getting, because even, like, the Super Battle Droids, like, black and silver, and right. the Galactic Marine has, like, lighter gray pants, and Kiedi Mundi has, like, a like a pretty cool soft goods um, shirt that he's wearing. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you look at something like, like I was saying with the cardboard displays at the betrayal at Bespin, I mean, you've got uh, Han, Leia, Darth Vader, and Boba Fett um, in the set, and oh, and uh, Chewbacca, of course. How did I forget him? But the packaging also had a cardboard table from Cloud City, which most people probably just threw that away. But that's what really made the scene, you know. It's like right. it's kind of a, a recreation of uh, the scene from the film, which was which was kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that that was always one of the really cool things about these battle packs is with the, was that they did that. Um, all right, let's see here. So we'll go into the Target exclusive battle packs. Uh, I'll read them off. Uh, Ambush on Elam, Arc One Seventy Elite Squad, ATRT Assault Squad, Attack on Kashyyyk. Battle Rancor with Felucia and Ryder and Saddle, Betrayal and Felucia, and then two ultimate battle packs, really big battle packs, the Battle of Endor and the Battle of Hoth. So let's talk about Ambush on Elam, because this was a really uh, unique set. Yeah, this I, I, I love this set because it's based on the Tartakovsky Clone Wars series, which which I really liked. And if, if people don't know, I assume people do, but if people don't know, this was a small three-minute little video that you could watch on uh, QuickTime. Remember that? <laughs> and uh, I actually would watch, the, I downloaded it, I watched the show, and then later on they had uh, director's commentaries that you could also watch and, and kind of get like behind the scenes stories about it as well. But uh, the this is a set that not only introduced the chameleon, or recreated I guess, the chameleon droids but there were two different versions of them. One was sort of phasing out of, uh, you know, uh, focus, I suppose. But the Snow Bunny Padme, as she became known, was unique to this set, pre-posed, really great figure, and, yeah. and never uh, never released again. Yeah, she's really cool. And the quality of her soft goods is really, really stands out because the figure is kind of pre-posed. She's like, you know, she's bracing her her wrist as she holds her pistol with you know with the two hands mm -hmm. um and you know not not the fanciest figure but definitely one that is unique and and uh to this set like those those droids um and then you have r2 and you have 3po which you know nothing really new there um arc 170 elite squad this is the same time they had that that we talked about in the last episode the arc 170 fighter that was painted in um you know that really famous, uh, you know, blue and, and white with the with the creature's head on on the on the mm -hmm. on the front of it. So they had this Arc One Seventy Elite Squad battle pack to tie into that. So you got a couple pilots um, that have royal blue coloring on them. Uh, you have two regular troopers, and then you have uh, a red and blue astromech. Uh, this one is didn't have a name um, on the set anyway. But uh, this was a really great set, and if you bought one, the Arc 170, you really needed to have this set to go with it. 
they did finally name him afterwards. I can't remember who exactly, but somebody uh, official, maybe like StarWars.com back back then, named him uh, R4C7, <laughs> which was which was kind of fun. But yeah, if you're buying this Arc fighter, um, this this is the unique. What was it? It's not really Tiger Stripe. I can't remember. Like it was Space Whale or something like that. Yeah. From the, front. <laughs> the one that appeared in the Tartakovsky Clone Wars series, they kind of took that same deco and then applied it to the Arc 170. And this is the crew that you need to fill that out. So that was fun. Exactly. Yeah. Or if you're a weird person like me, you bought two of these sets because you wanted to have three clone pilots in there instead of one regular trooper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely a fun set. Um, let's see what else. Uh, ATRT Assault Squad. This was like kind of a, a unique, kind of a larger set. It was only twenty nine ninety nine, but you got two ATRTs, each of which had an ATRT driver with camouflage coloring mm -hmm. and then you had a clone commander which is basically like the commander bakara um that we we're talking about the quick draw release but now with camouflage paint on it yeah and and what was also kind of neat is that the uh atrts themselves they each had a unique deco so it wasn't like two of the exact same painted um vehicles but but mm -hmm. each one was unique yeah, it's a really cool set, and I have I have good memories of this one because my mom bought it for me for Christmas that year, and um, you know so I you know it's, it's that thing you know a lot of these toys we have memories tied to them you know so uh, th th that makes them even more meaningful and special to us. So I really like this set for you know a lot of reasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so Attack on Kashyyyk. So this one um, was based on the Force Unleashed. You have two Wookiee warriors. Um, it's the same as a sneak preview figure from 2005, but um, this time they have they're outfitted a little bit differently. You get two stormtroopers and you get Darth Vader. Right, and and this is from the beginning of the the video game where Vader is basically decimating <laughs> the Wookiees on the sheet. Um, but that's that was kind of the fun because when when the Force Unleashed game was delayed. The, the figures that were planned for the line they got pushed back to the following year but they also allowed that also allowed Hasbro to come up with some new toy tie-ins so so we we got this particular battle pack which which was again nothing really new um, but uh, you know a couple of repaints and it's new enough yeah and who does need new storm stormtroopers and how many Darth Vaders do you you know you can never have too many Darth Vaders no no but uh, yeah, I I really love this set. Uh, that particular Wookiee warrior, I thought that was. A, I mean, at the time, I mean, they've done better articulation since then. But I love that figure. Yeah, it is a fun one, definitely. Uh, let's see here. We have uh, this is this is another cool one. This is one of those really big sets, and uh, we have the Battle Rancor, um, which is the has the Felucian Rider and saddle. I actually prefer this Rancor more than the real Rancor. That they, they you know, I mean, it was the same sculpt, the same toy. They just made it in Return of the Jedi deco. But I thought this was phenomenal. Uh, the Felucian Rider's kind of a weird alien, but that's always cool in Star Wars. But this was really neat and something unique because we had gotten um, Rancor people riding Rancors in the expanded universe novels, but we never actually saw it until this game came out 
that was cool. We've now, of course, seen it in the Book of Boba Fett. But, right. <laughs> but this was pretty cool for the time, I think. Yeah, it was. Um, and you, you know, definitely a unique color scheme on the Rancor. And the Felician Riders are really unique design, too. So, I mean, $39.99, it's like it's just insane what stuff cost back then. Right. Uh, <laughs> this would probably be like 100 bucks now. What else do we have here? So let's see. Betrayal on Felucia. Yeah, this was another cool set. Um, Ayla's Battalion of 327 Star Corps Troopers. They had never really been widely released at this point. Like there was Commander Blind, the Revenge of the Sith Line. Um, and then in the Evolution set, they had um, they had one of these like, uh, you know, just grunt troopers by itself. But there wasn't really an easy way to army build them. And finally, the set comes out. And, um, you know, it's it's a nice way to be able to get several of them at once. And I think it's one of the more elaborate clones uh, in, in the in the film. Yeah, they were. And even the pauldrons on some of them are like different shades of like, mm-hmm. you know, yellow, yellow, orange. Um, let's see here. So we're going to move down to the ultimate battle packs that we referenced. So these were like the really big like packs that they, you know, this is kind of a new thing that at the time Hasbro was doing was, they were, at the holidays, they were they were making these really big battle packs. And there's an indoor-themed one, and there's a Hoth-themed one. And they're both, um, you know, really big. You've got a lot of stuff with them. So let's talk about the Battle of Hoth first. Um, the Battle of Hoth gives you uh, an ATST. It gives you an ATST driver, Han Solo, a laser turret, Luke Skywalker, Rebel Officer, Rebel Trooper, and three snow troopers. So you definitely get a lot, and it costs $49. Right. I mean, you, can you imagine what this set would cost nowadays? $150. Yeah, at, at least. least. <laughs> Maybe more. And, and this, this, so, so a lot, lot, lot of repaints in here. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, the Han Solo in uh, his Hoth outfit was released before, but this is a very bright blue. Um, so it's a sort of an homage to the uh, Kenner figure from back in the 80s. And the Luke Skywalker figure is like, wow, that's a really strange choice. And the the uh, the deco on some of them was is questionable. But what was cool about this is that was this was the first time we had the turret. Yeah. I mean, it's hollow, but it's still pretty big, and it launches a missile, which was which was fun. It's really nice. You know, great value for sure. And you know, they aptly release them, you know, around the holiday season, so people were definitely swooping in and and taking advantage of this. Um, but yeah, such a great, you know, great set, you know, the likes of which you'll never see anything like this again. There's no way. Sadly, I, don't, I have to agree. With the Battle of Endor, you get an ATST, an ATST driver, biker scout, biker scout um, with speeder. You get Chewbacca, you get Han Solo, two logs. Yep, two logs. Two logs. Uh, you get... I, say, I love this one because <laughs> of the logs. <laughs> You get Uchi, not to be confused with Ochi from The Rise of Skywalker, which wasn't a thing yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the two speeder bikes I mentioned, uh, the Stormtrooper, and then you get Wicket W. Eric. So, so this is actually not, it is a repaint of Wicket, but it's not Wicket. It's his brother Whittle. And, and I made a point of that when I was looking at it. I was like, this is, it's like the Deco is a different character altogether, but the mm-hmm. packaging calls him out as Wicket. <laughs> Yeah. that's that's odd but i i do love this i mean it, again this is this is a a kit bash set for the most part that has uh re, you know repaints and parts that you wouldn't expect to see like that 
um, Uchi is is like Logre from Power of the Force 2. We're going all the way back to Power of the Force 2. Um, <laughs> and slap it on a hood, and there you go. We got a new new Wicked. I mean, customizers, I was very big in that <laughs> for a while. Um, we would do stuff like this all the time. So Hasbro yeah. doing stuff like this is like, that's kind of fun. It is fun. And then I, I think the best thing about this set is the two logs, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> Me too. I, it's, it's so wacky, but it's the only way you can get two logs in the entire modern Star Wars toy line, honestly. Right? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, I hope I'm not the only person that bought it for the logs. Um, let's see what else we got. So, okay, Toys R Us exclusives. So, uh, there was the Hoth Patrol, there was the Stab Attack, and there is the Bantha with Tuscan Raiders. Um, so Stab Attack was basically um, two of the old Staps from Phantom Menace, but they were repainted uh, in a previous episode where we talked about vehicles. We mentioned that they had the um, the AAT, and it was repainted in this darker um, color palette, like this darker brown and bronze color palette. Mm-hmm. Um, and these uh, staps are meant to go with that set. So it's really cool that, again, they were kind of coordinating with other releases from the time. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the the battle droids were, at, at, at the time episode one came out, they had three different colors, red, uh, blue, and yellow, and they called them different things. There was a security droid for red, blue was the pilot, and yellow was the commander. But we never really did much with that in the films. So kind of having these uh battle droids in blue deco flying a ship or, or in this case the staff i was like yeah because they're yeah. pilots that's why yeah no it is cool and, and even the super battle droid in the set is is not a unique sculpt but the coloration is unique on it yeah um and yeah i gotta love the wash on those two regular battle droids like they're just so detailed the way they painted them the tuscan raider set with with the bantha so the bantha was way back in the 90s you know empower the force 2 again um but it's funny um there's two different versions of this mm-hmm. there's the regular tan color like we're used to seeing sand people and then there's a very dark brown deco and soft goods version which was actually the one we were supposed to get and the story that i got at the time was that when they shipped it over overseas to produce it they had a list of all what they wanted to do. So they wanted to get bring out these figures and they want to re-release them, turn the page in brown coloring. <laughs> and the production company didn't see the second page initially. It's literally as goofy as that, but that's how come we have two different versions of the Tuscan Raiders. So they were supposed to be um, red first, but then they ended up doing them brown? Correct. Interesting. At the time, I only had the tan ones um, but I now since have collected the brown ones. Nice. They're just not on this page. The uh, the red ones are definitely unique. Like I have this set, but unfortunately it isn't the red ones. It's just the regular colored ones. Um, and I think if you look on eBay, the red colored ones seem to be the more expensive ones. And they also show up less less often. Right. But it's it's definitely a good way, even if you wanted to get both sets to like army build. But yeah, I think, you know, if you're buying this set, you're probably mostly buying it for the Bantha. Um, the Bantha has only come out twice in the modern line, back, like you said, during the Power of the Force, uh, and then during the 30th anniversary line. And this time they redid the, the fur on it. So it's not the straight hair as it had before. It's like the more curly, I guess. I, I don't know what I'd say is more film accurate. It's just different, right, from the first one? Yeah, it is It is definitely somewhat unique. But 
I don't know. I mean, they've never they've never redone it, so I I guess it still holds up. Yeah, I mean, I still have mine on display. Uh, it would be nice if if they redid that one finally. I think that's definitely one that deserves to be redone at some point. Um, let's see. Walmart had the Treachery on Saluka My Battle Pack, and this was kind of a cool one too because it's based off the mo- the scene in Revenge of the Sith, where you have um you know the two uh, the two speeder bikes. Uh, mm-hmm. And I guess the bark speeders technically, um, and then you also have the two um, the two drivers, right? So one of them's Commander Neo, and then one of them's just a regular, um, a regular. I don't even know what battalion this this would be called, but it's the same one that you see on Silicamai. Right, and and this one has a special visor like sculpted onto his helmet, and we've never ever seen that again. Only in this set does this particular clone exist. Great set, um, and I guess we'll go ahead and move on from here to the uh, to the multi packs. Um, so the, the main thing to to keep in mind about the multi packs is, you know, this was a time where they were into tin sets. You know, Hasbro was releasing these Star Wars commemorative tin sets, and they did one for every film at the time, so one through six, mm-hmm. uh, and then some exclusive stuff. So we'll touch on these um, these real quick. So there was an episode one set that had. Uh, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, uh, Darth Maul, and it had uh, an astromech droid, R2, R9. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was the episode two set with uh, Anakin, Dooku, um, Jango Fett, and then a clone lieutenant, episode two style. Uh, episode three, Anakin, it had Yoda, Mace Windu, and then it had a uh, like a bark trooper. And this was kind of a unique one, too, because this was like an all-white um, bark trooper with like um, tan uh, lower legs. Uh, there was an episode four set, um, with Leia, um, Vader, C-3PO, and Stormtrooper. There was an episode five set, um, and this one had Hoth Luke, Hoth Han, uh, Chewbacca with, uh, snow on his legs, and then a snow trooper, uh, and then there was a Return of the Jedi set, with, which had, um, Scout Trooper, Darth Vader, Emperor's Wrath, Death Star Gunner, and then it had R5 J2 Astromech Droid. So these were the main um, the, the main episode one through six sets that, that were done at the time. Yeah. So the, the initial release of the six films were basically repaint, repack, some, some unique deco to them. But at least one figure was new in each set. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to like skip these because you've been collecting a long time, you already have them. Nope, you can't skip them because there's something unique in each set. So you had to get yeah. all of them, which was super fun as a collector. Whereas later on when they did the exclusive sets, they were mostly repacks. So you could skip those if you wanted to. Yeah. But of course I I, I did not. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> How could you? And um, the uh, other set that I don't know if you mentioned or not, but the uh, the modal nodes. Yeah, the modal nodes. So we've actually seen these guys come back recently, but uh, these are still based on the Power of the Force 2 mold, and there's five figures repainted with the different weapons, and or not weapons, with the different musical instruments. And this is not to be confused with the exclusive um, Cantina band member that uh, Disney had. So yeah. there was a lot of Cantina bands going on at this time. There were, and this was uh, this was one I picked up, and you know, up until recently, and you know, they're still on display actually because I haven't had a, had an opportunity to switch them out. But up until like this year, like 
from 2006, 2007 to, to this point in time, you know, how many years is that? That's like 17, 89, 21, 24, like, like a good, almost 18 years. Like this has been like the, the, the only way to get like all the, the, the modal nodes, like the definitive versions of them. So I've had them on display okay. that whole time, but now of course we have the vintage collection, uh, multi-pack that has the whole band. So I definitely need to get it into gear and, and switch them out finally. <laughs> I still have to get that set, and I was debating on whether to get it or not, and some people have already gotten it, and I've seen the pictures. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to order that one. Yeah, they, you know, it was a long time coming, and, uh, you know, finally we have some updates to them. And, yeah, the plastic on mine have started getting sticky over the years, so it's definitely time to replace them. Uh-huh. All right, so there was a couple other uh, special commemorative tin sets exclusive editions there was an episode two um and it has some pretty cool stuff it has mace windu sora bulk oppo rancis and sam wessel uh episode three exclusive set with um anakin skywalker commander cody general grievous and a, a v-wing clone pilot that is painted in uh the black uh color the clone pilot mm-hmm. and then an episode six edition with um emperor's wrath darth vader scout trooper death star gunner and then Astro McDroid R5J2. So we'll jump down to the uh, other exclusives, non-tin. There was an I Am Your Father's Day (laughs) gift pack with um, Bespin Luke and um, Bespin Vader. Yeah, this was a goofy set. I remember at the time thinking, like, (laughs) what? But, uh, you know, the, the... figure of luke skywalker was a kit bash from from a couple other lukes from the past so i was like okay that makes it a new figure we definitely got to add this to the collection it was definitely different um let's see there is uh republic forces uh, so entertainment earth really stepped it up around this time frame with some other exclusives and you know this was one of them the republic elite forces so it's got mandalorians and clone troopers mm-hmm. um and it's a really fun set for sure um because you get some like they're actually name called, right? They're not just random random characters. You get like Dread Priest, um, you get Isabet Rowe, uh, you get Mij Gillamar, uh, and then you get two Arc Troopers. And these are painted in like more of the shadow, like Arc Trooper sort of colors, like red and black. Um, and then you get two Clone Troopers with uh, Mythosaurs printed on uh, Mythosaur skulls printed on their um, on their front sides and J guys on their helmets. Right now, these these sets. Um were Hasbro creations, but also mixed in, and I'm not a fan, I'm, I'm not a uh, expert on the Karen Travis novels from the time, but some of the characters in those were brought to life here. But some of them, like Dread Priest you mentioned, um, were Hasbro employees, and this particular case was Daryl the Priest. Yeah. Pet sculpts with, with the Mandalorian bodies underneath. So they kind of just played around it and said, hey, we're going to have some fun with this and add uh, add to the lore of Star Wars. Yeah, and that's cool. I mean, it's really fun when they're able to do that. And, you know, it's notable that at this point in time, I don't think we had seen Mandalorian armor that had, um, like, the female helmet version, you know, like, more of, like, the Bo-Katan style. So right. the, the figure that comes in this set just has more of a Boba Fett-looking Mandalorian T-visor on her helmet. Yes, yes. Um, there was another Republic Elite Forces. So uh, again, you know, another one of these same kind of sets. It has it has a couple of Mandalorians in it: Rev, Brawler, um, Baran, Apna, uh, and then you get Omega Squad. 
Um, so basically what that is, is you get um, four uh, Republic Commandos that are done in, in black coloration. Um, so, you know, another another one of those sets that just, you know, it bang for your buck, $66.99. At the time, people said that was expensive, but, you know, when you when you compare it to today, you know, not so much. Right, right. I mean, gosh, that's what, uh, seven figures in one set? Yeah. They also did two Battlefront 2 sets. These were previews exclusives. And this was, these were fun because, you know, Battlefront 2, you know, the original Battlefront 2 was was a really big popular game. It was a lot of fun to play. Absolutely. And they did a couple of Battlefront 2 packs. Uh, One was the droid pack and one was the clone pack. Um, The clone pack, which was especially cool because, you know, when you played that game, you could always rotate like your your clone troopers on the screen and you could pick who you wanted to play as. Um, so you get a clone engineer, which, you know, is a unique figure to the set, you know, given the head sculpt is unique to the set. There is a clone sharpshooter. Uh, and that's kind of almost like the seventh uh, fleet security, sort of. It kind of fits in with those guys if you wanted to. Um, you get a clone trooper, which is really a 501st clone trooper. Um, I think it's the evolution sculpt. Um, you get the galactic marine. And then you get a heavy trooper, which is another unique um, coloration. It's like gray, right? White and gray. So it's kind of more like if you had those those uh, 41st Elite, like before they go to Kashyyyk, you know, their white and gray armor. This one fits in with those figures. Um, and then you get the jet trooper, which is the 501st coloration, green visor, and then the, the jet pack on his back. Yeah, I, I, I love this thing. I, I thought this was so fun. And, you know, I, I played the game. When, when this came out, it was sort of like, you didn't expect it. You know what I mean? It's just right. like, wow, they're actually going this deep. Um, and yeah. this these sets were the inspiration for one of the figures that uh, later on, I, I was able to convince them to create the infantry rebel ah. in the 30th infantry line. Okay. Yeah, no, it's a great set. And then similarly, not as great because of the sculpts, maybe, but there was also the droid pack, and it had an assassin battle droid. It had an assault battle droid, an engineer battle droid, a destroyer droid, a magna guard droid, and a super battle droid. So, you know, definitely a healthy roster of battle droids, um, if, you know, if you're trying to bulk up your, your separatist armies. But, um, you know, this is another, uh, and the ammunition droid, if I didn't mention that, uh, which is a gonk droid. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's still a cool set. And I just really love how they, you know, themed it to go to match closely with the game. And, you know, you could have your, play your game and go enjoy your figures kind of thing. Right, right. Um, let's see, the Max Rio band was repainted and repacked. Um, these had been available during the Power of the Force days as cinema scene packs. Um, but now they were making them into two different um, packs available through Walmart. Um, the first one had, uh, let's see here, Rapper Toonie, which was released originally during the Saga line. Um, they had Griotta, uh, Joe Yauza, Ristal, and Lin Mi. So these were all, you know, figures that came back. The other set, um, probably the cooler set amongst the two, had uh, Max Rebo, uh, Droopy McCool, Slice Noodles, uh, and Barkin Dan. Um, so, you know, it was it was a quick way to get your band together if you didn't have the band at that point. You're not going to try the Rodian's name? Okay. I was going to leave it for you, but yes. Uh, is it Dota Bandanweedo? 
Yes. Why not? <laughs> yeah. yeah so, this, this was fun because because we hadn't seen these these figures uh, and probably we'll, we're most likely not going to see them ever again. Um, but we hadn't seen them in years at this point when these true. came out. So uh, re-releasing them was, was definitely a way to honor the Jabba's uh, scene. All right, and that's going to take us to the final segment here. This is Saga Legends. Dan, can you give us a little bit of background on 30th Anniversary Saga Legends? Oh my, yes. So um, let's, let's all go back to the fall of 2006. We are just wrapping up the Saga collection and gearing up for the 30th anniversary. Uh, I'm working for Rebel Scum at the time, and I get a message from their Hasbro's PR department, which was Hunter PR at the time. And they wanted to meet with me. And I'm like, uh-oh, what did I do? <laughs> Basically, what boiled down to is they wanted to come up with a line that was the fan favorites of, at the time, all, all time, modern line, okay? All of the characters, all of the figures that ever were made from Power of the Force 2 up through Saga Collection, what were the fans' top choices? And they wanted to release them in what initially we called greatest hits later became known as saga legends now hasbro had selected 12 and they wanted 12 more basically for what were fans interested in so the line was split it was it was you know some very specific figures uh that they had picked which we'll get into and then the rest of them were made up of the fans choices but the overall winner whatever the most popular one would be was uh, designated fan choice number one and for some reason i decided there were eight different lines i would take the top eight in each category and put them all together in a march madness style voting bracket that all of the collecting community could vote on and determine which one it was and at the end of the day we had some shenanigans along the way during the voting but we were able to fix that uh, at the end of the day, the 1998 Expanded Universe Dark Trooper from Dark Forces video game was selected as the number one choice. Oh. Which was a lot of work behind the scenes, but it was a lot of fun putting that all together. And the following year in 2008, they did it again, but a little bit differently, and they did a Wave 2, which we'll talk about. Yeah, so that's that's a really great backstory there on on Saga Legends, um, and you know it's just it's really cool. It goes to show you know like you know we're all fans of this stuff obviously, but you know just just in being passionate about it and creating content, you know you can have some pretty cool opportunities to uh, to be involved. So that's really awesome. And if if you recall, they had um, in in the Saga Collection they did a subline of repaints like the greatest battles of episode three the heroes and villains of episode three yeah and they were strict repacks of, of figures that had already been done but, but to bring them back the main characters right which was which was the idea behind this but i tell you once we started getting into what the fans wanted boy did we go deep into the line and some very surprising figures were chosen and well, there were some issues. <laughs> we'll get into those. All right. So let's see here. We have about 14-ish minutes, it looks like, based on my calculation. So we'll, we'll, we'll try and go fast. Um, 
But let's talk about some of these these Saga Legends packs because there was some really great stuff here, and and the only way to get some of this stuff is through Saga Legends. Like you can't you can't find some of this stuff any other way. Um, so I guess should I start off? Do you want me to start off by just listing each of the of the offerings? Yeah, that's cool. Okay, let's do that. All right, Battle Droids, Tan Infantry and Commander, C-3PO with Battle Droid Head, Clone Trooper, Attack of the Clones, Clone Trooper, Revenge of the Sith. Darth Maul, Darth Vader, General Grievous, R2-D2, Shock Trooper, Yoda, 501st Clone Trooper 1, Battle Droid 2-Pack 2, Maroon Blaster Damage and Lightsaber Damage, Boba Fett, Chewbacca, Darth Vader, aka Anakin Skywalker, Destroyer Droid, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Princess Leia, Bausch Disguise, Sand Trooper 1, Super Dirty Sergeant Body Number 1, Say Tin, Battle Droid 2-Pack 3, Tan Blaster Damage and Lightsaber Damage, Clone Commander, Coruscant, Clone Trooper Officer, Captain, Clone Trooper Officer, Commander, Clone Trooper Officer, Lieutenant, Dark Trooper, Fans Choice Number 1, Imperial Officer, Variant Head Sculpt 1, Sand Trooper 2, Dirty Squad Leader, Body Number 1, Pit Droids 2-Pack White with Accessory 1, Battle Droid 2-Pack 4, Tan, Dirty and Clean, Bike Scout, Clone Trooper Officer, Sergeant, um, Imperial Officer, Variant Head Sculpt Number 2, Pit Droids 2-Pack, Brown Versions with Accessory 1, R4-I9, RA7, Sand Trooper 3, Clean Corporal Body Number 1, TC-14, Imperial Officer with Variant Head Sculpt Number 3, and Pit Droids 2-Pack, Orange with Accessory 1. That is the very first uh, run of um, Saga Legends before we get into running changes. So definitely a healthy smattering of extra product. And I say extra because th- these aren't part of the main line. These were, these were Saga Legends. They were in addition to um, the main line. And they came up with some really cool stuff. Lots of variants. If you were, if you were 100% all in on these, you had to buy some of them over and over. But you definitely amassed a very impressive collection. Yes. So as, as part of the voting process, as it went on, we determined, we discovered that the clone trooper officers, which was originally part of an entertainment earth exclusive, they were very popular, but then you kind of like, well, which one do you want? Well, Hasbro's like, we'll just do all of them as a running chain. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Same thing with the battle droids. There were multiple battle droids over time. So they did a whole bunch of running changes to sort of incorporate all the different ones, but they were on a brand new buck so you had the episode one clone troopers but these were on the i believe it was saga collection body because that was the most recent tooling that they had yeah and um the the pit droids well i'll say the pit droids for later um a lot of the figures that they had picked oh the imperial officers that was the other one that had running changes so so they had done between power of the jedi and saga a couple different versions of the head sculpts so again which one do we want to do we'll do all of them okay that's awesome i love it i I love that they're really going this way um but some of the figures like darth maul darth vader um who's the other guy cct i think he was in here as well they they had them added to the line, maybe Obi-Wan Kenobi, because they were making vehicles. Yeah. So they needed to have a figure that fit in the vehicle. And like the case of Darth Maul, most of the time Darth Maul comes with a soft plastic but still sort of hard skirt that he can't sit. Mm-hmm. Right? 
even the evolutions figure he can't sit because he's got this so so they had one that was a speeder bike pilot or a sith speeder pilot back in 1999 so they re-released that version specifically because they were releasing his ship in the line later on some other changes like boba fett they originally were going to include the saga um boba fett from 2004 i believe with the action feature but they saw that the um, VOTC Boba Fett was so popular in the voting, they're like, okay, we're going to swap out that figure for, for the VOTC version instead. Yeah. Wise choice. Which was, which was great. And <clears throat> the 501st Clone Trooper. Okay, this, this is sort of like one of my direct input into the line. They had done a 501st Clone Trooper in Revenge of the Sith, but it was on the ATTE driver body. Yes. Which, which was okay. It was a running change, so they did that really quick. And they initially released the 501st Clone Trooper. When I found out about it, they were going to do it again, but with clean armor. And I said, listen, you need to take the 501st Clone Trooper and put him on the super articulated body. Not only because it's a better scope, but also because you showed that figure at San Diego Comic And then and that's not what we got. And it, <laughs> they're like, you know what? Yeah. You're right. Let's do that. So that 501st Clone Trooper on the super articulated body came out in 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010. <laughs> I was so happy. I have one of every version. <laughs> yep. And yeah, let's be honest. That that um, turbo tank driver sculpt is just pretty awful. It's like, you know, they, for all the hits that has ever had during this era, like that was definitely not one of them. Yeah. That was that was not great. So it didn't stay in production very long. So they, they swapped it out pretty quick, which which was good. Um, but then the other, there are two more. So the pit droids, very popular. These were these were from the episode one line, but they were only available overseas where Comtech chips were not um, able to be packaged. So they instead added a bonus accessory of a pit droid with some type of. So a big trunk or communicator, power converter, whatever, whatever it was. And the only way to get those was to either get them off eBay or something. Well, it was to live in, in not the United States. Right. <laughs> so so fans voted for those in the episode one category. They went really far. And Hasbro, of course, took note of that. And they said, OK, we're going to make both pitroids. But now here was the problem. They couldn't find the tooling to make these figures again because at this point they're like 15 years old now they're way older so they recreated it specifically for saga legends and the other problem was they couldn't really determine the actual colors because very few american websites that document and archive this kind of stuff actually had them in their uh, we didn't even have them at the time mm. So we found a picture that included all of them, but the photography and the lighting was so bad that that's what they had to go with, so that's what they went with. Hmm. I actually went into my garage and dug them out of the box, and I said, oh, no, we need to fix this. And that's why you see there's so many pit, different pit droids and variations throughout the thing. But honestly, you think about it, that's what makes it more fun. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a great story. And, you know, honestly, I think from the Saga Legends line, I think these pitroids are probably my favorite figures that they, they had in there. Um, and it didn't hurt that, you know, you could buy them multiple times over. There's there's three different sets, right? Three different colors. 
There's, there's, oh gosh, there's quite a few. Yeah, there's white, brown, orange with different accessories. So I think altogether yeah. there's six different versions. And then the other issue um, that came about was, of course, the Sand Trooper, because the Sand Troopers have different colored pauldrons. And what we wanted to do was put the Evolutions Sand Trooper into the line. But, <laughs> and I think at some point it actually did get in there. Um, they, similar to the story I told about the Tusken Raiders, same kind of thing happened here where they sent the directions. Okay, we want to have the Sand Trooper Evolutions figure, but with this deco. Yeah. And they, they somehow crossed the wires and we ended up getting a different Sand Trooper with the wrong deco. And, and it just started <laughs> rolling out. What also happened, and I did not know this at the time, the Sand Trooper 5, which was the Black Pauldron, actually didn't come out at retail mm. in the in the uh, 30th anniversary collection line. It did come out in Legacy Collection the following year because we made sure that that was happening. But they had stopped production very shortly after this particular one ran through. And I didn't know it at the time. I had three copies of it. I gave two of them away to friends of mine. Wow. Yeah, I know that's that's quite something for sure. And, you know, this Saga Legends, like if you were collecting at the time and, you know, you were keeping up with all the releases, you know, you probably got everything, you know, somewhat easily. Um, but if you were to go back now and trying to get every single variation of every one of these Saga Legends figures, like it'd probably be, first of all, very expensive. But I would secondly say, like, maybe even impossible like to get every single variation, like all at once. You know, if you were to go to eBay, you'd probably have to hunt for them for a very long period of time to get everything. Right. Yeah, so anybody hunting for eBay, don't bother looking for Sand Trooper Five. <laughs> yeah, don't 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 do that. Right. And then what's so fun about this is they they had the collector coins were going on um, in the 30th anniversary line. They included collector coins with these figures, but instead of having character portraits, they had the logo. They had like a generic one for each film plus the expanded universe. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, and then the last little round of the of, of these was 2008. They did the, the fans' choice, and there's a few figures that were released: uh, Commander Neo, Covert Ops Clone Trooper, Shadow Storm Trooper, Utapau Shadow Trooper, and Zev Sineska. Yes. Yeah, so so fans clearly liked the Black Troopers. Yep. So Hasbro created Black Coins to go along with them, which yeah. was so fun. <laughs> Yeah, and honestly, these were these were hard to track down. I don't, I didn't even track down all of that last wave. It was kind of that last wave syndrome kind of thing. Like I just did not, like everything up to this point, I was able to get. But then when it came to that last wave, like for me, that was just really hard to, to track those down. Uh, yeah, and and Commander, I mean, all of these. If you if you look through this list here, they were all exclusives in one form or another. Like the only way you could get Neo or Zeb Zaneska was as a pack-in pilot with a fig with a vehicle and then the clover ops trooper the shadow trooper and the Utapau shadow trooper they were all um exclusive to you know one store or another but uh you know if you wanted to army build them that would be pretty expensive to try and track those down but now here was an easier way to do it but apparently that didn't necessarily work in your case right. <laughs> Cool. Well, that is Saga Legends. Dan, was there anything else you wanted to um, to say in closing about either Saga Legends or the 30th Anniversary Collection? 
I mean, the the Saga Legends line, I've talked about this many times, and, and, and if anybody was a fan of the site at the time, you probably saw, like, the thousands of stories that I put up um, about it. But it was such an honor to be asked to, to participate with this um, because Hasbro was looking at the work that I was doing, and they were checking it out, and, and they say, hey, this guy's documenting, like, all the stuff that we're, we're creating, which was which was cool that I was able to sort of be a consultant on this. And, and that led into, we had talked in the previous show, um, the repaint wave that replaced the force unleashed figures and some of the feedback from, from those sessions. I mean, that led into other projects, uh, later on in the, uh, legacy collection. So I had a, I had a nice relationship with Hasbro for a while, which was, which was fun. Yeah. Um, but the 30th anniversary collection. So, so this, as I said before, this pulled out all the stops. They really celebrated the 30th anniversary of Star Wars in such a great way that honored the entire saga. Yeah. And uh, I don't think we'll ever see anything like this again. I mean, I really don't. Right. And you know, back then it didn't. They weren't as reactive as they are now. Like. You know, Hasbro, like if, if this was what they were doing today, like the 30th anniversary style where they did every wave for every for you know every movie, like you wouldn't see them omit like, you know, the sequel trilogy or you wouldn't see them omit like Rebels, you know, they would incorporate everything under the Star Wars toy line. So, you know, really, I feel, you know, quite lucky to have been collecting during this era and, you know, been hardcore collecting during this era because we were really we had it really good. You know, we may not have realized it at the time, but, you know, they definitely were on honoring the entire saga, like you were saying, and collecting was fun. They were engaging with the community. This is, I think, about when they started doing also like their Q&A's, right? Like their um, website Q&A's with each each uh, website. so yeah, this was a great time to be a collector and thankfully, you know, if you missed out on anything, you know, most of it is on eBay. Some of it's expensive, some of it's not. Um, but there's definitely a lot out there. Um, and yeah, it was a fun line. It really was one of the best best Star Wars um, Hasbro Golden Age toy lines of all time. We'll never see anything like it again. Um, but you know, we have the toys and we have the memories and hopefully both of those will last uh, forever. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, well said. And 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 there's, I feel like, I'm looking back over the list uh, of everything that came out with this line. I mean, we had evolutions. We had comic packs, which I've talked before. I absolutely love that. Um, the wasn't so much necessarily a part of the line as its own thing, but they started the Star Wars Transformers crossovers. Um, I think in this line in this in this year, which was super fun i'm like i i didn't have many of those but i just love the fact that they existed you know yeah yeah uh, for sure i don't know, for sure. I don't know. to me this was the best year to be a collector it was yeah it's definitely a, a great year i i miss i have nostalgia for it now but you know it, it was great just the whole the whole line the packaging just just all of it was was oh, yeah. awesome and, and the, i mean the angled corners a lot of my friends who are collectors did not like those but the artwork on all the car and bags yeah i mean that was just phenomenal it was it was just such a great line um well dan you know i'm really grateful that we were able to talk about um the 30th anniversary collection thank you so much for for sticking with me over it's been over a year in the making but i'm glad that years in the making absolutely (laughs) yeah just like the toy line itself, which I'm sure took a long time to put together and, you know, 
Um, but yeah, the next focus will be the um, the Legacy Collection. And I can't say when that's going to happen. It could be late this year. It could be next year. Um, obviously, these take some time to, to get together, right? And to, to, to get researched and pull the toys out and all that. Um, but it'll definitely be coming at some point. And um, yeah, thanks to everybody who's who stuck with us these last four episodes to hear the 30th anniversary collection retrospective. Um, definitely stay tuned. There's more coming from Cantina Chatter, not focusing on retrospective stuff, but we'll definitely be uh, getting some more episodes out uh, very soon. Uh, and Dan, uh, where can our listeners go to look you up on the internet? Uh, I tend to stick mostly to Facebook, although I don't do a lot of Star Wars content that much anymore these days um, because I've, I've moved into a completely different part of my life. <laughs> but I do enjoy talking Star Wars. I do enjoy talking Star Wars collecting, and I'm obviously um, well versed in the action figure line, and I still collect even though I'm not as uh, I'm not photo archiving everything anymore. Um, so if you ever need me to come back on the show, I am more than happy to uh, jump in and, and talk about this stuff. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that. I love it, too. And it's great to have you on. Your knowledge is indispensable. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just so cool how you are uh, involved with a lot of this stuff. So thank you again. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Anytime. All right, you guys, tremendous thanks to Dan Curto. That man is a legend amongst uh, Star Wars toy collectors. Uh, just his knowledge is so, 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 so vast. He's awesome. Thank you, Dan. Um, stay tuned because in our next episode, we will be talking about the greatest moments in all of Star Wars. And this Saturday, August the 15th, uh, we're going to be doing the 10th anniversary of Victoria's Cantina special. It's going to be a live stream uh, featuring special guests. I'm really looking forward to that. So stay tuned. No matter where you're tuning in from out in the galaxy, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to Victoria's Cantina.